Hey folks, Steve Lewis here and welcome to Relevance for today. Got a great interview today with my good friend Caleb Daigle. We're going to be discussing how we as followers of Jesus Christ can reach the younger generation in 2020. Stay tuned folks, this is important. Okay, folks, we are back. Caleb, my man, how in the world have you been, brother? Hey, Steve, I've been really good. Yes. You know, resting, (laughs) relaxing. Yes. How about you, Steve? Hey, doing pretty good. Can't complain. Hey, praying, praying for this COVID thing. For those of you listening, we are, it's uh, May 2020. We're still in the COVID quarantine thing going on. We are actually, I'm in the studio Caleb's relaxing at home, and we are talking through our gadgets today. So, Caleb, miss you, man. Hey, I miss you too. Yes. So it's weird being in the house for so long, you know. Yeah. How long you been now? You're a college student and also a teacher. Yeah. So I've been home for ever since this quarantine started, which is what, like April second. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. That that's. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone on walks and everything, so I've been like outside the house. But as right. far as like casually going places, it's mm. difficult to do that. Yeah, definitely. And how old are you, Caleb? Twenty one, twenty two this year, 20, right? No, twenty three this year. Come on, man, twenty three. Yeah. Where yeah, does the time go? <laughs> I'm an old fart now. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> here I am, 50. My word. Caleb, most of you have heard before that I ran a food pantry for almost 13 years. Well, Caleb Daigle was key in that. Him and his amazing family helped us for years. I remember Caleb was helping me 10 years old, something like that. So it's been a long time. Been a Packing long time. The food. Packing the food, having a blast, being a blessing in the community, praying with the elderly. All kinds of good stuff. But today we are going to be talking about how do we as followers of Jesus Christ reach the younger generation, especially in 2020. I'm a licensed minister, and I'm telling you right now, especially with everything I've got set up here with the studio in the house, I want to know. I'm ready to pick some brains. I'm ready to pick Caleb's brain because I need to know what his generation are thinking, what's going through their minds. How do we reach them? This is all on Caleb, and I'm just going to say a little bit here and there. So, Caleb, I'm hitting you with a big question, my man. How do we, as followers of Jesus Christ, I'm a 50-year-old man, I want to reach 23-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds. What can you tell me from your perspective? Well, this is like such a a difficult topic Mm -hmm. in a sense that, like, you know, there are so many there's so many people in this younger generation that are um, kind of unaware or confused in what position they're in. Mm -hmm. And they might not even know it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could like be living your life and you think, you know, where you're going and all that stuff. And then something happens Mm. and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't know where I want to go or what I want to do. Right. But I think a big thing with reaching like my age group or younger or a little older mm-hmm. is it all comes down to building that relationship up. Okay. And, you know, keeping it 
simple in a way where I mean we're always we're always taught and we're always um, reading in the word that you know it's not about throwing a Bible at somebody. It's right. not about preaching scripture and all that kind of stuff. It's about showing your light, mm-hmm. showing Jesus's light through ourselves. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And so, uh, I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like playing Lego my ego. Um, I wanted to go back to what you just said because that's important. You said relationship because you don't just want someone to come to you and say, hey, are you saved? You're not? Here's the Bible, King James Version, bam. Take it, read it, ask Jesus Christ into your life. You need to get your life right. The first thing someone's going to do is go, man, get out of my face. I've heard about you Christians. You're all the same. Yeah. And I mean, it could be even... Not even that. It could be just self-centeredness. Mm. You know, like, thinking about it now, like, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, we we didn't have all this social media that we are now in a position where we have Facebook, Instagram. Mm. Um, what else? I'm not really... Snapchat. We got... There's so many forms of social media that spread false news, false information. And, I mean, it has been proven that things like social media can be addictive if you are susceptible to something like that. Right. No, that's an actual true fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's difficult to kind of wrap your head around thinking who would want to spend all day looking at their phone posting or liking stuff like mm. but it it's happening all over the place right so it's like not only is it oh well i don't want to deal with these these people who keep talking about jesus or they're weird people it's also the fact that you know like us in this young generation you know our age this it, it's an age of self-centeredness, basically. You know, you get on Facebook or you get on Instagram and you see these posts that tell you, you know, you need to work on yourself. It's not about other people if you're feeling down or whatnot. It just, and it's so focused on focusing on yourself. You know, it's all this selfish, selfish acts, you know. Mm. And it might not even, like, be the social media meaning to do that. But young minds can be transformed into this, you know, self-centered, you know, oh, woe is me type of um, attitude or, you know, uh, attitude where I know it all. I don't need anybody's help. So if you say something to me, well, I'm going to have an answer back. Mm. So how do you change that? Well, I mean, the best way to change that is just start by building a relationship with that person. That's really important. And a real face to face. Yeah, you're right. Right. Because, you know, when you said that about it's always funny how we have these discussions. We've had many interviews and and uh tag teams and podcasts and every time the discussions brought up about certain things, social media, cell phones, tablets, laptops always come back in the picture all the time. And you're right, because I mean, well, look at the name of Facebook. Facebook, it's about our face. 
We all take pictures of our face and we post our faces all the time. Look at me, look at me, look at this, look at that, you know, and you know, we understand it's a form of communication, but when it, when you're able to put it down, it's fantastic. But when you're not able to put it down and not touch it when it dings and bings, then yeah, that can be a problem. So that's a distraction for people like you're saying. And, and another thing that I feel I forgot to mention this is, you know, we're, we live in such a fast society nowadays. Everything is in a, like in the grasp of our hands, you know, our phones, we have basically everything. Right. We have basically everything on our phone. Yeah. So it's, how do you slow down? Well, you slow down by resting. Mm. Right? God tells us to rest. Mm-hmm. And I, and as I was reading the word, this was like a week or so, or maybe just a couple of days, I forgot. But the spirit was just, you know, he, God was stirring my spirit and telling me, you know, we're in this position right now, right? Mm-hmm. Us followers of Christ, we need to rest, we yes. need to slow our pace down. Mm-hmm. That way, we know what we need to do. Like mm-hmm. God is going to reveal Himself, but only if we set aside the stuff that we used to do. And I mean, look at it now. People are not working. Um, people are getting stressed out. Right. People are sitting at home, being bored. You know, getting on social media talking about how bored they are and all this stuff. But if you can just like open your eyes and see, this is a perfect opportunity for all of us as the body of Christ to rely solely on getting in the word and praying and resting in him. This is a perfect opportunity. You know, God uses any situation, any scenario for his greater good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So I feel like if the younger generation my age, you know, instead of being focused on this high pace, like always got to be doing something, um, just continually going and going and going and not focusing on the important things, Mm. then in turn, you know, you lose sight of some of that stuff. So... I feel like that's another way to reach someone in my age age group, you know, helping them slow down the pace mm-hmm. and really connecting with them rather than just like, you know, firing shots, quick, 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 you know, right. slowing the pace down, helping them realize what's truly inside them. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And, in order to do that, it's a matter of, like you said, it goes back to the relationship. And I mean, right, right now, yes, we're quarantined, so you can't just go and say, hey, come on, Caleb, let's go have a cup of coffee. But you can get on and you can write somebody a message. Hey, you mind if I give you a call? I want to talk to you about some stuff. Or, you know, and just start building a relationship. I know we're in, I mean, it's the sign of the times. It's, it's like we're in end times. We don't know when Jesus is going to return. We don't know when rapture is going to happen or anything like that. But at the same time, we need to take the time, like you said, relationship. Ask people about themselves. Hey, man, what's your hobbies? What do you like to do? 
you know, hey, just thinking about you today, wanted to uh, let you know some things, da-da-da-da, and go from there. And yeah, because it's a trusting thing. I mean, we've learned that from the media and everything going on in the world. So much news going around, you don't know what the truth is, what are lies. So right now, people are more skeptic now than ever before when it comes to hearing news. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's such a lack of trust, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, you focused on, like like I said, that fast lifestyle, going from one thing to the next and just continually pursuing a fast-paced life. You know, you can't settle. Mm. And that's... It, I mean, it all comes down to like their life in general. I mean, relationship wise. Um, and I think that lack of trust, the lack of um, like lack of forgiveness too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it creates this negative presence. And I think that's what, that's what the world wants. You know, the enemy wants everybody to be negative. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and it's so easy to be negative with how much negativity is in this world right now. You know? mm-hmm. um, and finding a way to help people like the younger generation forgive others. Mm. That's, that's a difficult area. Yeah. I mean, cause the social media, you know, we always post about, Oh, if they do this to you, you can't forgive them, be mad at them or do this or do that to get back at them. Right. And that negative, uh, it's just, you gotta be able to forgive. Mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly, yeah. And I think that's another that's another point in building a relationship. You know, you build a relationship with those younger people, mm-hmm. and then you start teaching them. You know, you have to forgive. You have to be able to trust. Right. Yeah. That's that's important. You're right. And you know, one thing about social media, it's so easy just to hit delete. Right. It's easy to hit delete. It's easy to hit unfriend. And going about your business. Either that or, you know, start fights. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. It's, it's like, what's the point of that, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And especially with communication, I mean, sending a message and a text message does no good. No. It's like 7% of, of the communication chart. You know, body language, uh, the way that you talk to the person, your tone, your voice, all that has to do with it. But yeah, if you're just right. sending a message back, it's like, how dare Caleb say that to me? It's like, no, that's, it could I didn't be mean like, it like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, so communication is definitely key. The, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just so hard right now, you know, especially, like I said, with this whole thing. I've got a chart here I want to share. So it says... This is a 100% communication pie chart. 7% is words. 38% is how you say it. That's your visual, your pitch, your pace, your volume, your emotion, and the detail. And then 55% is eye contact, posture, gestures, and facial expressions. So if all we're doing when we're communicating with these young people is we're sending them a message, which, I, like I said, is hard right now with everything going on being quarantined. 
But even when you're talking to regular people, if you send someone a message, that's only 7% of the communication pie chart, which means they don't know how you're taking it unless you throw emojis in because that's what they're for, your emotional pictures. Right. But, but yeah, like for you, I mean, during this quarantine right now, so 23-year-old this year, what what are you doing as far as being a young Christian? Activities, I mean, as far as, you know, the word. Um I've been focusing on what words have been given to me by like prophets, mm-hmm. God's word. And I got a big portion of that is training. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to have a ministry out of the, out of the blue. I'm going to have to train for it and mm-hmm. prepare myself to be a member, like a part of a ministry in the kingdom of God. So mm. Just building a relationship by reading the word and praying every day, mm-hmm. um, focusing on that in a big part, um, and just overall changing my attitude about things, mm. um, especially like, um, and just in the areas of like the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. being able to just have all the fruits of the spirit. Because being in tight quarters with with people, uh, at, at some point, you know, you kind of snap, but you have to snap out of it. Nice. Um, I like the way you said that. Because um, it's just, especially like if you're at home for, I mean, for me, it's been since April 2nd, a big chunk has just been, you know, sitting around the house. Right. Um trying to stay active as much. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect opportunity. I see it as a perfect opportunity to just uh, focus on meditating on the word and just continually having God um, build up my okay. training and just all that kind of stuff. Right. And then, you know, you said a couple of things too earlier when you talked about rest, Matthew mm-hmm. 11, 28 through 30 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And that's important. And you also spoke about the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And you're right. If you wrap all those up together, and this is for all of us at home, no matter what age you are, Galatians 5.22, remember that passage of scripture because Right now we are at home with our loved ones where some of us aren't home with each other every day and so forth. So now you're sitting back and before your head pops off between watching social media and the news and things like that and everything going through your head, think about those gifts, you know, the love, joy, peace, especially the patience and the kindness. Yeah, right, especially in this time. Yeah, that's very important. And so because there are other young Christians out there just like yourself, you know, we talked about how we, how we're going to be able to reach them, reach them through relationship, reach right. them through checking Keep it in. Simple. Keep it simple. Okay. Now, when you say that, what do you mean? I mean, don't over. I guess like over spiritualize okay. the situation. You know, because a lot of the time, you get those some of those people who, like I said, like not necessarily physically throw the Bible, but just are throwing out verses. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to come closer to God, you need to read, blah, blah, blah. That can be a lot of information for somebody who knows nothing. It's like, mm. when you 
it's like if you were a first grader and you were sitting in your first grade classroom and then someone comes into the classroom and says, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. Come to come with me. And they bring you to the fifth grade wing. Oh, they, wow. They sit you down in the fifth grade classroom and the teacher starts teaching. Mm. How is that? How is that first grader going to feel? Wow, that's good. First graders probably going to be sitting there confused and all overwhelmed because they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's so a good So for analogy. someone who has this one vision, right? This vision of, let's say, hypothetically, first grade. That first grader has a vision of his first grade classroom or her first grade classroom. Mm-hmm. They know that area. They're comfortable with that area. Mm. Right? So it's like... I go up to someone who doesn't know anything about Jesus or mm-hmm. the Bible or like what it is to be a follower of Christ. They're going to be super overwhelmed. And they're going to be like, you're crazy. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So keeping it simple and not going towards them to like say Bible verses, say that you need to confess your sin and all that stuff. But instead, going up to them and saying, "Hey, how are you doing?" Mm. And I mean, that goes for that goes for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But in this day and age, that younger generation, you know, they want to feel welcomed. Right? Nice. Okay, that's all key. Of us, all all yeah. of us need to feel welcome. Yeah. But um, just steering away from the world and everything else, and just bringing it down to the base structure, which is, you know, relationship, Mm. building that trust, showing that person that you care for them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you don't even hardly know the person, right? Right. We're, we're still, we're still told in the word that even with our enemies, like in Matthew five, 38 through 42, it talks about, it talks about revenge. Mm. You know, instead of getting back at enemy, if they slap you in the face, turn your other cheek and offer the left cheek. You know? Right. Slap me again. Here, take my coat if you're cold. Mm-hmm. And that's like for your enemies. So it's like if you don't even know this person, and you're supposed to do that with your enemies. Right. Go ahead and show that person some love. Yeah, that's good. Because so... you you don't you you don't know what's going on. You know. Yeah, that's important. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what they've been through. Come in with love, the love of Jesus. Right. And they don't even need, Mm. the thing is, they don't even necessarily have to know that you're a follower of Christ, you know? Right, but the neat part is they'll feel it. Right. If If you come with the heart of God and you're standing there and showing them love, they're going to look at you and be like, why is this person being so nice to me when everybody else treats right. me like garbage? Right. What's the deal? I want to be around this person. I mean, Jesus right. drew crowds. Crowds mm-hmm. followed him. Yes, miracles, signs, and wonders. But at the same time, they stayed for hours Even on when end. he wasn't. Yeah. Right. The atmosphere that he brought. So, yeah, that's true. The down and outers, you get out there and you you love on them, like you said. Don't come in speaking Christianese and talking out of the King James Bible. Come in love, 
reach them with the heart of God. Right. Show them that you care about them. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you know the person or not. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And there's many out there that need it. There are many that are hurting. And if you've got the one that looks cleaned up and looks great and there's someone right beside them that looks dirty and beat down, you better be heading for the one that looks dirty and beat down. Even though you could be, you can't judge them by the book of the cover, but at the same time, it's so easy to go someone who we think has it together versus someone who looks like they're just distraught and they're down and out. Don't be selective, be loved. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another thing, too, is um, there are some, there are some like, individuals who, you know, who are in that younger group that disregard anything that anyone else says, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, there are other people like that. I know that, but and they don't even have to be young, but still. You have to figure out how to connect with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's building a relationship. But it's like, well, how do you build a relationship with this person? And how do you build a relationship with that person? Because everyone is so different, right? Yeah. Well, it's just, you keep it simple again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance to help you with whichever person you're going to go see. Lord, give me the strength to reach this person right where they're at. Right, and give me the words. Yes, give me the words to speak. That's going to really touch this person's life. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like Todd White. He's really good at getting out and sharing the gospel. He'll just go up to a stranger and just love on them. And sometimes the right. Holy Spirit will give him a word for an individual. Or they'll be sitting in a restaurant and he'll just look up and say, Hey, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. And the person will be like, What? They say, Jesus loves you. It'll be okay. And then they say a few things, you know, non-evasive, out of love. And sometimes they'll give like a $100 tip or something. And, you know, just say, hey, I want you to know that the Lord loves you. And what you're going through right now with that whole situation, if you lay it before his feet, he'll take care of it for you or something like that. And then people will break down crying. I mean, it's amazing. That's Sean White. You guys look him. I don't know why I keep calling him Sean. Todd White Ministries. Sean White is a snowboarder. (laughs) Sean White is a snowboarder, yes. Yeah, so, well, shoot, man. Oh, and then, you know, the one thing we want to talk about before we close, I tell you what, time goes fast when we're chit-chatting, having a good old time. We done went through 28 minutes already. Wow. Um, Yeah, no kidding, but it's good talking to you, Caleb. The uh, One of the things I want to also put out there is programs that can be used online while we're in quarantine, like Zoom. Yes. I was really impressed with Zoom. Um, some people use That's... Google Hangouts and Skype, but yeah, Zoom. What do you use Zoom I for, think... Caleb? Um, well, I use Zoom. I did these past couple months mm-hmm. for uh, for my student teaching. Oh, okay. I, uh, I did like a one-on-one with a student mm-hmm. just to help with like work and stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, with like the packets that we sent home. Okay. And then I had Zoom meetings with my uh, fellow student teaching uh, classmates mm-hmm. over this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even before this uh, quarantine started, we did the Zoom meetings. Every other Wednesday, we would have like a just to like a get together and then. 
there'd be a couple people like I started off the semester by doing a topic on bullying and okay. just kind of did like a topic on that. But um, it, I find it better than any other platform I ever yeah. used before mm-hmm. as far as like um, conference calling and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. Plus you guys can use your webcams. Or your phone or whatever and have your camera on. You can all see each other's face so you also get that interaction. And the, the reason why I brought that up is because uh, I just I was just in a ministry board meeting. And we actually used Zoom the other day. And we are spread out all over the country. And it was nice to see people's face and get that interaction. But we can use Zoom to actually reach people for the Lord. And just to yeah. talk to them, have an open discussion. Hey, man, we're getting together. We're going to meet. Here's the Zoom information. Why don't you come on and hang out with us? We're just going to talk about life. And as people start talking and things start opening up, then you can slip Jesus in. And boom. the love of Christ, boom. Yeah, easy. You know, put that in there. And, hey, if you ever want to talk on the side sometime after the meeting, let me know when the person connects with you. And then because people are lonely right now. People yes. were lonely before, but now being quarantined, they're even lonelier, and that's why you see people going crazy on Facebook and whatnot. You know, <laughs> you know. I wrote, um, I wrote a piece a while back, and in it, I had said, you know, the way we act now during a crisis truly defines who we really are, and so we're True. really seeing p- the real side of people come out. And some of it's fantastic. People are coming together, linking arms. People want to reach out to young people like you and I are talking. But then there's others that are just lashing out. And it doesn't matter who it is. They're lashing out at people that don't even have the power to do anything but work in a store. You know, right Right. now we've got this quarantine thing going on and they're wanting us to wear masks. Hey, if I've got to go to the local grocery store, I'm going to wear a mask, be respectful, do my thing. The people at the store have nothing to do with the rules that have been applied. So we've got to love exactly. on them and right. pray for our state. But at the same time, you know, that's where it's at. So right now where we're at, there's a lot of young people. I mean, they're relying on their social media and everything for their life, sitting in their rooms, on their phones, on their tablets, you know, or whatever. And There uh, are a lot of people uh, not following the rules either. Oh the younger yeah, younger generation. Yep, I know. There's a lot of them right now. Oh yeah, it's 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 like that's why this whole pandemic thing is going a little crazy because people aren't listening. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it is. They're not mess. taking it seriously. That's... Right. It's not so much as it's not so much about us, you know, when it comes to things like this. But at the same time, while we're in quarantine, we pray for this thing to be over. We pray for whatever's going on behind the scenes. We pray. We seek the Lord. We rest in the Lord. We reach each other with whatever we can and whatever we have, kind of like you and I hanging out today talking. It's being like uh, I've been doing a lot of writing, too, like as I'm praying. Oh, nice. Just just thinking about uh, the situations around and Mm -hmm. I think important thing to do is as we rest in him we got to be filled with joy right? mm. yeah like instead of you know sitting around all day being mad because i can't go do this or do that i mean be joyful right yeah find things to do and i think that's you know that's something that 
sometimes we have a hard time doing is finding things to do. Mm. We would rather just be mad and annoyed and frustrated with the situation we're in when, right. you know, when the situation is looking us right in the face, mm-hmm. right? Like what we need to do is stop focusing on everything else and focus on the one thing that Amen. Yes. Yes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah 8.10. That's right. You want strength? Find your joy in the Lord. I truly do get excited to um, spend time with with the Lord, you know? It's it's an exciting time. Uh You know, because I've been... um, I've been reading Leviticus and, uh, you know, it's, it's a book of the Bible where it it points out the rules, right? The rules Mm -hmm. and the regulations that the priests, that the priests need to follow, right? Mm -hmm. And the Israelites need to follow. And for me, you know, when I'm reading it, you do see a lot of the same wording used over and over and over Mm. about like the sacrifices and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. But the deeper meaning is God was doing that for his people because he wanted his people to be like none of the other nations of the world. Right. He was showing his glory Mm. and he wanted to have a relationship with them. He wanted to, right? It wasn't like, it wasn't like, okay, we want to have a relationship with you, God, and then God helped us out. No, he wants to have a relationship with us. So in turn, he seeks to be like close with us. So it's like if you're not excited to talk with God and have a relationship with him, then I mean, I don't even know. I I don't know if you know what I'm saying or not. Yeah, well, part of it is also the fact that with the laws also, it just went to show too that you couldn't do it. It was impossible for them to obey all those laws. So you couldn't do it without God in our lives. We can't do this life without having the Lord period. And, and back in the old Testament, you know, when you had over 600 laws, it's like, it's impossible to do all these things. So then they had to do the sacrifices and all that stuff. But now for us, it's like same thing. We can't do this whole COVID thing without having God in our life to give us the peace, the joy the comfort that we need right? turning to him. So that's actually good advice for the young people, what you've just been sharing. You know, that's why I asked you, you know, what are you doing in this time to stay busy as a 23 year old man, as a follower of Jesus Christ? It's about, I don't even know. It's about having a revelation. Okay. Expand. We all, Oh, okay. You want me to expand on that? <laughs> like, you know, revelation, like when I had my revelation where I kind of snapped out of the foggy frame that I was living in, you mm. know, like it just hits you. Some, some might be when they're younger and some might be when they're older. You know, we all have our specific point of revelation where it all clicks and then okay. we're like, oh man. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, coming to you know Christ what I mean, moment. Steve? Like, yes. And like from that point, from that point, it's like, 
I, I was super excited. I didn't think about anything else. Mm. And it's not because it's not because someone was preaching to me or anything like that. You mm-hmm. know, God spoke to me in that time, which then changed my whole persona of how I thought about life. And, um, and it's not even like, you just forget about everything else. Right. And that's, that's as simple as I can put it. You just mm. forget literally about everything else. You basically you, drew close to him. Right. He and it, you step you. into, a, you step into a season where you, you hunger to learn more. You hunger to get closer to him. Mm. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not even like a chore. Right, because I remember when I was a kid, I I did not like to read. Mm. I didn't like to read, so reading the word, I to be honest, I never read the word when I was a kid, right. or like when I was a teenager, because I just didn't like to read. And mm. when I had my revelation, you know, I I made it a point where you know what I I want to I want to read. I want to get like more knowledge on who God is and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So I picked up and I started reading. And in that moment, you know, I was, I kept growing hungry, like more hungry, you know, like I wanted more, I wanted more. So I continued to draw closer to God and it wasn't, it wasn't like a mandatory thing, you know, right. It was something that came to me and it, once once I learned more about it, you know, I was hooked. Mm. I wanted I wanted nothing more. That's awesome. So I feel like, you know, if you're going to get to the younger generation, mm-hmm. that's another big thing is helping them discover their destiny or their revelation. Helping them kind of steer closer and in the right path it could be like you know a new relationship you know giving them advice or Mm. learning more about their life and then you in turn you speak word you speak the word of god into their life without them even knowing it yes sneaky and then if if they do get a revelation with the relationship that you've been building Mm -hmm. that's good because then They'll want to get in the word and they'll have someone there to encourage them and to help them understand it more. That's important. Yep. So that's kind of like a shout out wake up call too for everybody out there, you know, to be alert, to be alert, to take that time to think about the young people out there. And you're right. And then you can also look at them and say, have you ever wondered if there was something more to this life? And some of them will go, dude, yeah, man. I really have been. I've been like, I just feel like there's something missing in my life. Or I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, but it's weird. I, sometimes I get these weird thoughts like like I'm supposed to be doing something else besides just going to work 24-7. You know, going to work, doing this, coming home, hanging out with my friends, and, and that's all I do all day. I just feel like there's something else missing out of my life. Right. And, and like, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, at that point, you could just be like, you know, you could do a little, a little implant of, you mm-hmm. know, 
God has big things planned for your life. You mm. know, that's as simple as you could put it, and you could yeah. just leave it at that. I mean that—that's you're planting a seed. Yes, and that normally right? when you plant a seed like that, you know it's using those Holy Spirit tactics. You plant the right mm-hmm. seed, the person's going to say, "Well, what do you mean by that? God has a plan." It's like, yeah, man, He's got a plan for you. Right. More, what do you like doing? What What's your hobbies? What do you like doing for fun? And the guy's like, "Well, you know, I really like talking to people a lot. I like talking to people, and I really." My, I, my heart just breaks for people who are poor or whatever it may be, and then you just open the door. Man, let me tell you right. about Jesus. And, like, I feel like at that point, you're having you as, like, the person who's discipling this other person mm. and saying, you know, God has big plans for you. At that point, that's, that's planting that seed for the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. reach that person. Yes. So it's like in that moment, they could be like, oh, what what do you mean? Yes. And God can give you a word for their life right mm-hmm. there in that point because we're all prophets of, of the Lord, you know? That would be powerful. You're sitting back right? and you go, you know, you're almost 23. Uh, you, you've you been in college and you're on hold right now and you're, you're a teacher and the person's like, yes. Tell me more. Right. I mean, you know, this is, we got to pray for God to give it, to open up our eyes. Pray for God to open right, up exactly. our eyes to reach people. Mm-hmm. And we, and it's all people, but we're focusing on young people today because I just wanted to, just thinking about life. And I did a video that I'm sharing until further notice on Facebook, on my author's page, but where I share the gospel. But to me, this yeah. is time right now. I believe this quarantine time is a time for personal revival yeah. of that one-on-one relationship with the Lord. I've been saying that like a broken record for almost two months. That is you know, not so much as a big corporate group revival, but a revival of one-on-one relationships with Jesus Christ. Because right. at the end of the day, you don't want him to say, depart from me, I don't know you, man. Right. And it's like... <clears throat> This point in time, it's like our lives are not too busy now. Right. There's no excuse, is there? No excuse at all. And it's not, again, it's not of like, okay, I'm forced to do this. But right. it makes you realize, like you said, that personal revival where it's like, oh, it's that easy. Like spending time with God mm-hmm. isn't that hard. Yes. And like, use your technology. I mean, if you don't, if you're not a good reader have it read it you know you can get uh the blue letter bible uh there's some different ones uh the u bible you can get that app and yeah u version yeah yeah, the u version there you go it'll read the bible right to you you can sit back and it has devotions yes devotions on there i I love the devotionals yeah Yeah, that's what i do too i love that and just sit back and you'll find out and i always tell people you know start in the book of john many people have said this start in the book of john and you just take your time, read one chapter a day, and what you'll find, just like Caleb was saying about getting in the Word and you draw closer to God, the more you read, the more interesting, the more hunger you get, this hunger inside you of wanting to learn more and then to learn more, and it just overflows. And then once the more you learn, the more you want to share with others, and it just goes and goes like a domino effect. Yeah. It's and it's like thing. your spirit, your whole like body, it changes 
mm. into a whole different being. Yeah. Yeah. Becoming like Jesus. I've been doing a study with uh, uh, Frank Viola wrote a book on living with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And in it, that's what he talks about. He says, we need to learn how to walk like Jesus. How did Jesus walk? He walked in full dependency of God in everything right. he did. You know, and that's so important. Then you build that confidence. He wasn't afraid of man. He went out and he did what the Father wanted him to do. Yeah. You know, and that's important. Well, Mr. Caleb, um, do you have anything else you want to share before we pray? No, I think we, we covered it all. We covered much. a lot. We covered a lot for not talking for a while, getting together and doing some podcasting. But, you know, thank God for having the Roadcaster Pro can do this right Road over the Caster right over Pro. the phone, man. Nice. What a blessing. Yeah, it's able to. God knew what he was doing, that's for sure. Um, I want to share this verse for all followers of Jesus Christ. If you s- called a Christian, call yourself a Christian, praise God. That's awesome. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And one last thing on discipling. Discipleship is actually taking the time with someone. Taking the time with them every week. Putting in time. Teaching them about the word. Reading the word together. Studying together. Asking questions and so forth. The goal is to train them up so they can go out and do the same. And uh, Andrew Womack said... If you evangelized 1,000 people per year for 15 years, you would end up with 15,000 new believers, assuming they were all genuine conversions. If you led one person to the Lord every six months and spent the next six months discipling that person so they could produce themselves, what do you think would happen? In one year, there would only be two disciples. However, after 16 and a half years, if each continued to reproduce themselves every six months, they would be no one, there would be no one left on the earth to evangelize. Jesus' method of discipleship would produce nearly 7 billion disciples in less than 17 years. Discipleship evangelism works. So there you have it, folks. Caleb, would you like to pray for believers and especially for young non-believers, we need uh, we need prayer for. <clears throat> excuse me, we need prayer for ways to reach the younger generation. Yeah. Awesome. Lord, we just pray for the whole earth right now, Lord, mm. for the believers to have more spiritual insight and a clearer mind when it comes to relationship with you. And we pray for the young non-believers right now, Lord. And we pray for them to have a stirring for wanting more in life, wanting to get to know you. And we, we again pray for those believers to have that insight and the sense that there are people out there who want to know more about you, Lord. 
and we just pray for this situation right now with uh, COVID-19 that there will be a atmosphere of peace that comes along this world um, in order for us to get through this situation. And we just pray for a great coming week, Lord, and just pray to bless Steve right now and continue his ministry. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Caleb. There you have it, folks. Caleb Daigle, my man, getting together and and getting on here. We're going to be doing some more messages here soon. And we're going to get some equipment that way we can have more people in the conversation at the same time while we're doing this whole COVID-19 thing. So hope you're encouraged. Leave us a message. Uh, leave Caleb some encouragement. Hey, 23 years old coming up this year, and he's digging in deep and uh, stepping into his calling that God has on his life. So, Caleb, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you for having me, Steve. Yes. All right, folks, with that being said, hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging in there for almost an hour. You guys rock. God bless you. Love you all. Peace. Peace.